When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, 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 good morning. People, it is Monday, April the 3rd, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. Y'all know I appreciate y'all being in the building. Who we got in the room this morning? We got a mock from Jordan Reed, my good friend over at ESPN. Dropped a seven-round NFL mock draft on, um, I think it was like Thursday of last week, Jay. I think it was like Thursday of yeah, last Thursday week he dropped it. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we're going to go run through. Hopefully, we get through all seven rounds of fantasy-relevant positions. Highly encourage everybody out there to check out his article over on ESPN. Link is in the description. But I see my man Cody Carpentier is in the building. Scott Connor, what's up, baby? Let's start the week off strong. Blessed to be here, Scott. Blessed to have you as a part of the Destination Devi team, my friend. I see Jay Peters in the building. Raymond Morris. Ty Rush. Who we got? Dynasty J- Day Trader. Look at this. He's got the red bat signal. I don't know what this means. He's a 49ers fan or what but he says first time catching y'all live glad to be here glad to have you in the building big jim gene in the building brad jason ty declare i saw dynasty barry jimbo jimbo i still got beef with you baby i still got beef with you we did an underdog super flex live uh draft stream on saturday and jimbo was sniping me left and right still got beef with my guy over there but man i'm glad to be here i'm excited for the show today so let's go ahead and get to it let's get underdog on the screen y'all know what we're doing with underdog if you want to be a part of the destination devi discord community and you want access to all the tools and the sheets and all the cool stuff that we have to help you take down some of these underdog competitions man you deposit 10 first time depositor they match you up to 10 you get access to the discord for free for the entire year so good way to get in at a discounted cost you actually kind of make money because you get ten dollars back so it's like a risk-free way to join a community to help you take down some of these underdog drafts. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm pumped for uh, some of the stuff we're dropping with Underdog today. You know, we talked about a few things we want to get out to the community, some ADP data, some information that we found, the spike we did. Everyone's always asking, well, show me the warp, show me the warp, show me the warp. Yeah. Well, you come to the Destination Devi community, we'll talk about the warp, we'll explain it to you, we'll show you the charts, we'll help you build your dynasty rosters. And I was actually talking to Dynasty Barry yesterday about the scoring matrix, right? And how helpful it is for people who've never seen a scoring matrix, yeah. what they can do with it, how they can identify the value gaps in their league. And I think that's the value that we're really adding to our community now is 
showing them so many more avenues to dynasty. Everyone says, oh, robust RB, super flex, get your quarterbacks. Like we're literally outlining a map yeah. and a roadmap as to how you should be drafting your teams based on the format and the settings. So I think that's probably the most exciting thing for us this year. But applying that out to underdog, the strategy behind that, we're doing a live stream for underdog or not for underdog, for us on the channel Wednesday morning. Yeah. So Ray, hopefully we can make sure Jimbo is not in that one. And yeah, maybe yeah, I'm, not, I, I, I'm still I trying to get a band. I got a, I got a way to, to get around Jimbo's ass moving forward. He ain't doing that to me again. He had me all flustered in that damn draft. But honestly, for those of y'all who are tapped into this community, enter some of those contests. They're just good to see where people are valuing said players, especially in a super flex format, where they're valuing a Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, you know, some of these quarterbacks to see you really just get a sense of QB scarcity when you're doing these, Jay, because I mean yeah. I'm not joking, man. Like, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, they're off the board by the fourth round. Off the board. Off the board. Oh, Completely yeah. off. I mean, it's 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 dirty land. I mean, after after that. But um, did you do anything exciting this weekend, Jay, before we get into the show? Because all we're going to do is mock draft. Anything exciting before we get into I did into not. It? No. It was a pretty boring weekend for me, unfortunately. I know you were at a birthday party this weekend, right? No, uh, so my my it was my first Saturday in my dad life that my entire oh. Saturday was just consumed by kids sporting events. My three year old had a soccer game at eight a.m. Then we had the Easter egg hunt at like ten thirty. Then my oldest had his first coach pitch game. Jay, he went uh, two for okay. two, no off the tee because th what they do is you get three and a tee, so you get three pitches. If you can't hit the three pitches, they put the tee up. Two hits, four RBIs, two runs scored for little man in his first, Sheesh. first, Huge. first coach pitch game, man. I got a little, I got a little go. something on my hands, Jay. Got a little something, something on my hands with the little man, man. But um, let's get into this mock, man. I'm excited because we are what a little, little over three weeks away from yep. the NFL draft. And for those of y'all who don't know, I'm gonna just keep it real. I'm gonna toot our own horn. I'm gonna call it what it is. Last year, the Destination Debbie Draft Stream, I don't care who your favorite fantasy analyst site was, we crushed them. This is where you want to be oh, yeah. for the NFL Draft, and we're going to do it all over again. Myself, Jay Rich, of course, Scott Connor, Mike and Adam from 4D Chess, the Off the Line Boys with Gene and Ike, we'll get Eric Vanek on, we'll get other guests on, but I'm telling you right now, you want to be tapped in from sunup to sundown with DD, we're going to get some cool promotional stuff popping soon. But for the NFL draft, you don't got to listen to Kuiper and those guys. Come holla at us. Come chill with us. It's a lax format, and we're going to kill it once again. So be ready for the Destination Debbie draft stream yes, coming sir. real, real soon. Jay, let's do it. Jordan Reed's mock. Six, first round. Uh, and let's just kind of talk about it, man. Let's talk about and And I like when I get some analysis behind the picks, and Jay's doing that. You know, giving us the reasonings why and such and such and such and such. It's really good. Again, the link is in the description. Let's get it popping. Right now, um, in, in my opinion, no surprise. I think C.J. Stroud will be the number one overall pick. Got a mock to Carolina in this mock. I know they're flirting around, talking about Bryce Young, a little bit about Anthony yeah. Richardson. But I'd be hard-pressed to believe that they're going to go anywhere other than C.J. Stroud at the 101. At the 1-2 spot, the Houston Texans, according to J Jordan Reed, Bryce Young, which seems to be pretty chalk right now. Houston, a lot of connections to Bryce Young, at least early in the process, Jay. It feels like that's where they're going to go. We'll see, right? We'll see. I know there's a lot a lot more chatter about should the Texans even draft a quarterback in this oh. draft, or should they 
sort of build with with defense with the guy that's number three here in Will Anderson and try to collapse for Caleb Williams or whatever you want to call it uh, for 2024. But first two picks, pretty chalk, and I think these are going to be some of the top players off of the board in super flex formats. Where it starts to get interesting is right here at four because Jordan Reed does have Anthony Richardson, the big, dynamic, athletic quarterback prospect out of Florida, going to the Indianapolis Colts at four. But Jay... There's been some smoke about old Indianapolis. I know you've seen some reports. What are we hearing about the Colts right now in this pick at number four? I mean, they are in trouble, Ray. There's a lot of smoke around Arizona and what could happen with their pick. And I think that's the biggest problem. We talked about this once Carolina traded up. The draft really starts, I mean, assuming Houston goes quarterback, at three. And so if you want a top four, top three quarterback, you may have to go all the way up to three. We heard, heard about Tennessee moving up. We've heard about Minnesota potentially moving up. Now you have Indy just sitting tight. We've even seen some mocks where Indy trades up to three just to secure that quarterback, right? So someone else doesn't come up and and take their quarterback. It's going to be really interesting. We've seen mocks where the Texans don't take a quarterback, where Arizona trades out and someone takes a quarterback, and even Indy passing on quarterback and taking one in the second round. So, and I know that you sent me this tweet. Zerline's putting out a mock later today that I'm excited to see because he said it's unlike a lot of mocks. So I'm curious to see what his thoughts are. But I think the most interesting thing about all of this, Ray, is that Will Levis is not QB3. Like, he's not going to be. Well, unless that, something uh, well, listen, drastically listen, listen, changes listen, Jay, based on everything we're seeing. Jay, I threw the ball up for you to dunk it. I mean, this was an alley-oop layup I gave you. The report is Indianapolis is supposed to be zeroed in on Will Levis at four. That was, that was the fucking alley-oop I just threw you, and you just missed it. You just missed it. You went to three. They don't. Will you Levis, think they want Levis? You the think report, they want Levis? Man, there's buzz. Jay, you didn't see it. There's league-wide no. buzz that Will Levis oh, is the pick for Indianapolis no. at four. Why, why is it's Ray? It's Monday morning, and you're just breaking my heart. I had well, I had the dream of a Rich going to the Colts, playing with Steichen, and here you are with some bogus report no one's ever seen but you. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. So, okay, so do you well, want to continue well, with Will Levis? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> okay, what's up? Along with that, along with that, because you're you're you kind of jumped the shark with the number three pick because there are reports, Jay, and clearly you missed these as well, that the Tennessee Titans are potentially thinking about trading up yes. to number three overall. And let me just tell y'all right now, damn it, please no, I don't want Tennessee to do it because if they take Anthony Richardson, Jay. You, you mean Malik al- Willis 2.0? Well, you can, I was going to say, you can already see you can already see the narrative coming a mile away. Wow. The, the, the Titans are going to really take a bigger version and a less experienced version of the guy that they just took the year before, Malik yeah. Willis 2.0. What are the Titans doing? I hope. I Fingers are crossed, Jay. They don't do that and take a ridge. I don't want it, man. I don't want to have to hear that shit. Could you imagine? For mo- I, I you can't imagine? imagine. That's why I don't want to a see roster. it. But then where does Tannehill go? That's the, that'd be interesting because imagine, like, Ray, just imagine for fantasy. And I know you don't do this, but just put your mind into the projection system. How are you going to project an offense that is led by Anthony Richardson and Malik Willis in Tennessee? And heaven forbid Derrick Henry isn't there. They could be the worst team in the league. And at, and at that point, they could potentially be on, on Caleb Williams' You're, watch. I, if you happening. get rid of Tannehill in Tennessee, we're not. Or, we're and, not and Henry in Tennessee, dude, they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. 
Oh my gosh, Vrabel's got Willis, Burks, uh, Anthony yep. Richardson, just Chiggy. Even you can just like, you can just you can see the narrative that people are just not gonna like it. I think I personally think the Colts and Levis are a fine fit. I really do. I I I, I am at he, the I point mean, now. Levis is a Ballard guy, right? Like I'm at the six, point three, now. Jay, the the Levis hate has gone too far, and it's funny because. If you recall, over a year ago, we were talking about Levis a year, a year and a half ago. Like, this yeah. guy's going to be a first-round pick. I think the hate's gone a little too far. For, it, 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 the, the, the fantasy community, right, they want it one way and the other way. Anthony Richardson was too lackadaisical at his pro day. He was just laissez-faire. Will Levis does it. Oh, he's too mechanical. He's not loose. Yeah. It's like, what do y'all want? Do you want the guy to be loose and free, or do you want him to be? T- he's too. I'm seeing report. He's too muscular to be good. He's too jacked up. Have you seen a rich? He's a walking tank at 246. The dude look. I'm looking at him like that is a physical specimen right there. But neither here nor there, Jay. I think that the draft truly starts at the third pick with the Arizona Cardinals. What they do with that pick. Followed by Indianapolis at four. Seems like Seattle is very open to a quarterback. But in this yep. mock, no quarterback goes to the Seahawks. All right, we spent 30 minutes on Will Levis and Malik Willis and the Tennessee Titans. Per this and mock, Will Levis, Will Levis does not go four to the Colts. He goes seven to the Raiders, which, you know, good spot. Jimmy Garoppolo is essentially on what, like a one-year deal? I know it's a three-year yeah. contract, but it's really like an out after this season. So you got Will Levis to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you scroll down a little bit. Thank God. No Bijan to Philadelphia. Then we get JSN to the Houston Texans, pairing him with Bryce Young. Seems to be most people's wide receiver one in this class. He's out. Yeah. My wide receiver one is he yours. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah wide yeah. receiver one. There you go. Uh, JS into the Houston Texans would be a high, uh, high first round pick in all formats for fantasy football. Scroll down the mock a little bit. Pittsburgh getting some offensive line help. Good for Kenny Pickett. Good for Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this pick right here, Jay. Good lord. Bam. Whoo! Talk to me, Jay. Los Angeles Chargers select Bijan Robinson, running back, out of te- running back out of Texas. And Ray, it's interesting because Reed also put some notes in here of when he was at the combine. He said that this that Bijan could be a surprise where he ultimately goes, and he referenced also Austin Eckler requesting a trade. Still feels like it'd be a bit of a stretch, but at this point, Ray, it doesn't anywhere you mock Bijan, you're like, well, he could go there. But he's probably not. It feels like you say that every... It doesn't matter where you put him. Well, he could go there, but probably not. At 21, I don't think it's a reach. I mean, the fit would be tremendous, right? They got rid of Lombardi. They bring in a stud running back. I mean, Isaiah Spiller. Trade him away for a fourth. You don't need him anymore. It's a great fit. Playing him with Justin Herbert would be great. Man. Um, Yeah, and people forget... That whole offensive line unit was so banged up last year. Rashawn Slater was hurt Once early. Was Slater, it was, Mix and was match it. at the offensive line position. Uh, this would be, listen, you gotta, you're got you in a division where you got to deal with Mahomes. You got to deal with the new look Broncos with Sean Payton. You've got to deal with the new look Raiders. I mean, they got to score points. Got to score points. Um, it would, would be, be the one on one. What'd you say? Would he be the one on one on the Chargers? Locked in? Yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. It'd be hard. I mean, Eckler's I mean, led the league in touchdowns, and, what, two years in a row? You know, know who their OC Jamal is, right? Remember, remember who the OC that they Ooh, got? Your boy, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Mond. Kellen Moore. Oh, Ke- Kellen not Moore, Kellen, Kellen Mond. Kellen Moore. Not Kellen Mond. Kellen Moore. Bijan of the Chargers, I think that'd be a smash pick. Now it's about yep. to get interesting, Jay, because we've got uh, some wide receivers coming off of the board. Uh, Baltimore and Quentin Johnston. Minnesota Ooh. and Jordan Addison. Love, love, love Jordan Addison to Minnesota. I think he is a phenomenal compliment to Justin Jefferson. And I think a, a, a fit like a player like Addison in Minnesota would be good for everybody. It'd be good for Hawkinson. Yeah. It'd be good for Justin Jefferson. You pull some of that safety attention away from that from what Justin commands. You help free some stuff up, put Hawkinson in one-on-one situations. Addison as the number two, I think that's where he's that's what he should be in the NFL is a good number two wide receiver. Think a little Devontae Smith to AJ Brown with Jordan Addison. And I'm not saying you get that type of 2022 Smitty production from Addison in year one, but the roles and the way they complement one another, I think it'd be a great fit. QJ to Baltimore. I'm gonna just he's starting to, it, it, I just I'm starting to get just a little I'm the TCU fear is starting to creep into old GQ's body right now. I'm starting to, I'm starting you to, shake let it get a to you. Bit, you weren't going to let it get to you. I, I said I wasn't going to let it get to me. F that. You, you scout the player, not the helmet. Oh, yada, yada. Then he goes to Pro Day and he's dropping passes left and right, Jay. Yep. Let, Pro Day. No, no defenders. Nobody You're there. in shorts and a t shirt. And they're saying he's dropping the damn ball all over. I'm just like, Bro, catch it. Yep. It's pro day. No, no first round corners, no SEC like guys, Jay, no I'm Big 12 try, I'm corners. I'm not even trying to overreact, dude. I'm just like, come on, man. Catch the fucking ball at pro day, dog. Like, it's pro day. Catch it. And the reports are he dropped multiple passes during the session, but the two Terrible. worst of the ones that he dropped were deep passes from Matt. I'm just like, QJ, this, this, this is. This is why some people are hesitant, right? Because it's all over the tape. It's all over the tape. The hands are yeah. suspect. And you go out there in the, in in a pro day and and just you got to be more perfect. Re- I'm just I'm starting to get a little I'm starting to feel that TCU scare starting to come into me, but he gets this type of capital First round You're pick, no doubt. <laughs> He's yeah. behind everybody in this cluster. Don't lie. <laughs> because, well, you're right. Addison would be a great fit um, in Minnesota. QJ to Baltimore is the easiest fate of my life. I don't really want him on my roster anyways. And then you get 25 to the Giants. You have Zay Flowers back in the first round for this mock. Mr. Reed has him there, which is great. Ray, how do you feel about that? Well, real quick. And I just, I, I got to give Addison <laughs> Hayes from DLF some shout out, right? I got to shout out Addison Hayes. What's really scaring me, Jay, is a lot of the Quentin Johnston comps are A.J. Green, um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Addison Hayes got on Twitter, and he said that the comparison that he sees to Quentin Johnston is one other, no other than Brashard Perryman. And I can't get it out of my, I cannot get it out of my head. Now I'm just like, fuck, he's Brashard Perryman, man. It's the dreads. All right, let's go. Zay Flowers to the Giants. Love it, Jay. Love it. Great fit. Love it. Love it. Keep giving Daniel Jones these quick, agile receivers. Get out of his hands quickly. No catch radius. Work down the field. Give it to him. I like him. I love the pick, though. I'll take it. I love that. Think about an offense. Zay Flowers, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins. Jamison Crowder. Darius Robinson. Wondell. (laughs) 
Slot gods over there. It's like the Able, eighth grade varsity, unit. eighth grade JV, just dream at wide receiver, just size wide, just dream. Kalaja Kansas to Dallas, I like it. Just want to say that I like it for my Cowboys. And as we scroll down the board, we get Michael Mayer tightening out of Notre Dame to the New Orleans Saints, and that wraps up round one. Mayor to the Saints, I like it for Derek Carr. Think it'd be good for Derek Carr. Think it'd be good yeah. for Michael Mayer. They need another pass Bad catching. for Juwan Johnson, though. Uh, I, I like, I, uh, listen, I get it. I get it. I like Juwan, too, but Juwan wouldn't stop me from drafting Michael Mayer. But, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Tater said it's dread scouting worse than helmet scouting. We do it all the time. Jam- uh, Maybe who- not. Who was the running back a couple of years ago? They were comping to Melvin Gordon because he wore 25 and had dreads. Who was it? God, I I can't even think of the name. But, yeah, dread scouting is a real thing. But Perriman cut his hair. So, uh, I mean, you know, he didn't have dreads anymore. So, all right, let's scroll down to round two, man. Round two of Reed's Mock J. Your Raiders. uh, my, My Raiders. Who do we get? Let's keep scrolling. And here we go. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid tight end out of Utah. Listen, still dealing with some kind of back injury. I don't know, man. I just I feel like Dallas is going to pick him. It just feels like a da- if there's an injured player, Dallas, they're on Dallas's board. Straight to the I, top. Yeah, straight to the top of the board. Got Josh Downs, who's slowly a little bit of a, uh, I think, quickly a riser. Not even slowly, quickly being a riser throughout his strong pro day performance. Uh, yep. By all accounts, it was spectacular. Josh Downs to the Carolina Panthers. Jay, this would be a nice fit uh, for C.J. Stroud. I think this would be a good little pairing. You get C.J. Stroud another weapon. You got Marshall. You got Thielen. You got some veterans there. Uh, yeah. I like it. I like it for Downs, all right? We scroll down a little bit, and Mike Vrabel just gets even more upset because they draft uh, Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt here at the top of the second round, Jay, for the Tennessee Titans, who uh, potentially could trade. I, I don't know what. Tennessee needs to pick a direction quick. Quickly. They are purgatory. Quickly. Quickly. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we have, Jay? Ah, Green Bay. What What a fit. What, Darn what a hell. fit. Huge. You get you get rid of one Mercedes Lewis, and then you just get in a younger version of Mercedes Lewis. Green Bay Packers select Darnell Washington as a top 50 pick uh, here at 45. And to be honest with you, I'd like it for Jordan Love, who's going to be a young quarterback, yep. young starter. You get him a massive, massive target, security blanket, safety outlet in the tight end position. I think, Wash, this is a sneaky spot for Darnell Washington. I kind of like it, Jay. Kind of like it, my man. All right. Talk to us, Jay. About this pick right here by the Dolphins, Ray. I've been uh, I've been excited about this pick for a long time. We don't get it very often, but the Miami Dolphins selecting Jameer Gibbs is pretty much the best landing spot we could ask for for Jameer Gibbs. He runs that zone scheme so well, he would be great in it. One cut and go, Gibbs would be phenomenal. There's a ton of running backs there, but Gibbs would be by far the best. He'd win that job outright, in my opinion. Second round pick. Ray, how high would he go though? We have JSN in the first round, twelve overall to Houston. We have a pretty damn good landing spot in Miami back at the second. I'm assuming you wouldn't take him over him, but would you take him over all the receivers above, uh, yes. behind, sorry, Jackson yes. and Jigba? Yes. 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 So over Addison, definitely yes. over QJ, like we yes. mentioned, over Zay Flowers. Yes. yes. I think yeah. realistically, man, if I'm if I'm being real, and I'm not saying that's what I would do, but if I'm playing the market, I think people would take him over Will Levis. I think some people would take I him over so. Levis. Yeah. I think some I think people you would count take on him that. over Levis. Probably half a leagues, I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think some people would take him over Levis, it's, no doubt. A phenomenal fit, though. Phenomenal. 
It's yeah. just what he does well in his skill set would be so good in Miami. And they catch a decent amount of passes, too, which is a little bit underrated about the Miami backfield. We always, you know, we don't want Jeff Wilson. We don't want some of these guys, but they catch passes and they do well in that offense and they score touchdowns and they're a great team. So you'd want that. And I think, you know, as high as sixth overall, probably in Superflex rookie drafts pretty easily for those guys. But Ray, I did want to ask you about the tight ends because we have Mayer in New Orleans, Kincaid in Vegas, and Darnell in Green Bay. How would you rank those guys? Who was the first one again? Uh, Mayor in, Mayor New, or- in uh, New Orleans. Joe just hit and- us with Darnell had an official visit, uh, top 30 visit with the Packers, which... Ooh. Uh, <sighs> the, if the Packers don't take a tight end in rounds one or two... It would probably be the biggest whiff of the draft community. Every single mock has them taking a tight end in either round one or round two. Every single one. Um, it's crazy. Let's get some more tight ends off the board before we play that game. I, I want to think about it a little bit more. Gibbs to Miami would be phenomenal, though, Jay. Ah, another tight end. You talked about it. Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State, goes to Los Angeles Chargers. So there you go. There's your tight end one right there for fantasy. People would be all over <laughs> Musgrave to the Chargers. You think so? I think so. I, I think people would be like, He's yes, I, I will bet on I will bet on Justin Herbert and that offense. Yeah. Hendon Hooker to Detroit. Now, what's interesting about this, Reed is tapped in, but more and more reports are coming out, Jay, that Hendon is not getting out of the first round. But if he fell to Detroit at 55, Jay, is this oh, yeah. a spot where you would take him in the back of the first of a suit? Second round quarterback, you taking him in the first round. Absolutely. I would take him even potentially higher than at the very back. You know, once you get Mm. honestly, Ray, like I can make the case for taking him over QJ like pretty easily. If you don't if you don't love the landscape for Baltimore Uh, and you don't love QJ, you hate the Baltimore. Why? What has Baltimore done to you? Why do you dislike Ray? Let me ask you one question. What has Baltimore done for us in fantasy? That was Greg. What have they done for Lamar Jackson? That was Greg Roman's Baltimore. I, okay, so I'm day. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to project good things on the horizon for Baltimore. I don't want to do that. It's That's still the same organization, same philosophy. I don't know it's if it's going to change. It might, maybe Munkin can change it, but I'm not going to project a massive swing in what they do. Either way, I think there's a very good case you could take them over RB three, right? I think you could take them potentially over wide receiver four or five. Like I think he could be a top ten pick potentially. And right, we've talked about it. Detroit is the landing spot for any quarterback. If they if a quarterback goes to Detroit, it is a home run. And if he goes in the second round, I'm assuming Goff is gone next year if they take him in the second round. And I think Hoker can beat him out on that rookie deal, would give them tons of cap flexibility. You'd have to take him high. You'd you'd be forced to because he's just he would be great in that offense. With Jamison Williams, with Amaro St. Brown, they could add more weapons potentially in the draft and in free agency with that contract from Goff being gone. How do you feel about Hooker, and would you take him in the top 10 in rookie drafts? I'm not a big Hooker fan, but okay. um, I'm not going to ignore this landing spot. I think it's a great. I think it's the best landing spot for a quarterback in this freaking draft, man. Like, I really yeah. do. They've got, they've got talent on the offensive line. Um, they've got talents at the, re- at the receiving weapons. They have running back options. All they're really missing is a dynamic tight end. So it's just funny because we say any quarterback in round one and then after that choose, like just kind of it's up for grabs. I I don't know if I would feel good about doing it in the first round, but if Hilker's a first-round pick, that changes the the equation a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Change the equation a little bit more. All right. um, Let's scroll down a little bit. Um, I like this for Dallas. Steve Avila, just good for the running game. Another freaking tight end hits a. I love the value here. Love it. Great 
landing spot. Um, will will a tight end ever be the focal point of a Cincinnati Bengals offense? No, that's absolutely that's not. Jamar Chase as T. Higgins, but could Sam Laporta eventually turn into just an efficient, low cost? option in a great offense absolutely so while I wouldn't rush to to catapult him over some of the other tight ends that were already drafted I would be very interested to get some Sam Laporta maybe a little bit later um I, I like it I like it a lot again will he ever be the focal point of that offense I highly doubt that but I think he could be a good efficient asset he's athletic He's got a lot of talent, and he's on a great offense with a great quarterback. So I wouldn't be mad at Sam Laporta to Cincinnati, and they need one. I know Irv Smith signed there. I, I don't have high hopes there uh, with that one. Hopefully he can pull it together, but I would really like Sam Laporta to the Bengals. Jay, you know I love this receiver, You've been waiting man. For this I love one. him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Marvin Mims to Philadelphia to replace Quez Watkins, who not very good, all right? Not very good. Very fast, not very good receiver. You add Marvin Mims as the third option to Philly, for fantasy, probably not much because it's A.J. Brown, it's Smitty, it's Hurts, That's the it's problem, Goddard. Right? Then, it's, then it's Marvin then. Mims at five. But if you're a fan of Philly and just what this could do for the offense in general, you got to think about this, man. Every move that a team makes might not be directly impactful for you and your player's fantasy production, but as the collective, you add a player like Marvin Mims to this offense, it just it helps everybody else out, Jay. It helps out Smitty. It helps out AJ. It helps out Dallas Goddard. It helps out the running game. Love the fit yeah. for Marvin Mims. Would this be the best fantasy situation for him? Hell no. It ain't because yeah. he's the fifth option, right? The fourth option at best, fifth option probably. Uh, the reality of the targets last year for Quest Watkins. How many? Fifty-one. Yeah, I mean it, that's uh, not great. One thirty-six for Smitty, and he was number two, so one forty-five for AJ. I think there is room for AJ and Smitty to come down a little bit, but yeah, fifty-one targets for Quest Watkins is not great. I think the problem, Ray, is as much as I like Mims. I would probably fade him in drafts because he would go too high. Probably. And, and I, I, love, I love the fit. I love the team. But I don't think he's beating out Smitty or AJ for targets. I think Goddard's going to get his. He only had 69 in 12 games last year. So, I mean, it, it, he would be drafted high in rookie drafts, but I probably wouldn't get a ton of shares sure. because realistically, he's a best ball asset for us. Sure. Sure. All right. Let's yeah. kick into round three. Now, round three... This is the last round of day two. So this is still day two capital for these players in round three. And let's pop it off with Tucker Craft to Tennessee. Uh, again, Titans. Tennessee loading up. Just loading up on weapons for that new coach. Uh, Tucker Craft yeah. to the Tennessee Titans, day three capital. The Atlanta Falcons add a speed weapon to that offense with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. In Cincinnati, mm -hmm. wide receiver Tyler Scott. Cedric Tillman to the New England Patriots, wide receiver out of Tennessee. I like it. Um, kind of like Devontae Parker a little bit. Sort of like, yeah. he's kind of like Devontae Parker. So a younger version of Devontae and Reed Parker. And him to uh, Gabe Davis. Yep, there Which I it think, is. Again, is another Davis. good fit. Gabe Davis. So you want to go down the field. Mac Jones wants to push the ball downfield. Yep. Cedric Tillman to New England. We know they need wide receiver help. You've got Rasheed Rice to the Los Angeles Rams. Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State, to the Green Bay Packers. 
Then we scroll down this mock a little bit more. We've got another tight end to the Miami Dolphins. Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end out of Michigan, goes to Miami here at the back of the third round. And Tank Bixby to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the third round, Jay. And then here's the big one. Here's the big one. Whoa! The Dallas Cowboys select UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet here at the back of the third. Jay, no Zeke Elliott. Tony Pollard yep. fractured ankle. Yep. Uh, Ronald Jones. Oh, Malik boy. Malik Davis. Oh, no. Zach Charbonnet. I think I see a clear bell cow, right? I, I think see, I see a 250, I 300 touch guy right out the gate. I yeah? see opportunity. I see a I lot can of it. opportunity. I love it. Would you take him over? Here's the here's the here's the this pressure point, Jay. QJ, first round oh. pick. Top 20. No, no, Ray. no listen Ray. to listen. QJ, top 20 pick in the NFL draft. Would you top take 23 pick, I believe. A third round running back over any of the wide receivers in round one. You got Quentin Johnston, Jordan Absolutely. Addison. You just Zay mentioned Fl- him. I would absolutely do it. Absolutely. Without hesitation. Th- this is a landing spot that we want. This is it, One of the few running back landing spots we actually want is available to us. We have to take it. Right? How does he not see 250 touches? I mean, we both like Rashad Bateman. We both like Mark Andrews. We don't even know if Lamar Jackson's going to be there. He requested a trade. I get the first round wide receiver theory, but if I don't think he's any good... I mean, why am I taking him over Zach Charbonnet, who I know is who I know is talented, who I know is going to get work, which is really the important thing here. If QJ wow. isn't the number one target, is he going to be viable for fantasy? I don't know. I still think Bateman's more talented than he is. I would happily take Charbonnet over him. I don't think it's a crazy take. I understand if you want to just lean on your process and take that first round wide receiver. But if you want the touches in production, you're probably going to be wanting to take Charbonnet in Dallas over QJ in Baltimore. Mm. Man, um, a lot of people agree with you. Mike Anderson, Rico, they're saying they would take Charbonnet. It's interesting. Um, I think this is a great landing spot for him. I do think he's on Dallas's radar. What about Bigsby oh, yeah. in Jacksonville? Just really quickly, a player that I had graded, I believe, his top six film for me was Tank. I love his tape. Uh, people yeah. forget Auburn was just a shit show from top to bottom. Uh, Tank yeah. to Jacksonville, I think, is a good fit, a good complement with ETN. Charbonnet to Dallas, it, my my theory is I don't think Dallas is going to pay Tony Pollard after this year, Jay. I no. think they're gonna, they've are gonna they got him on the franchise tag. They'll let him ball out. He'll be going on 27 years old into next season, not this upcoming season, but the season after. Um, I, I don't well, you know think who they want, him. right? What'd you say? You know who the Cowboys really want, right? Who? You know who Jerry Jones wants, right? Who? He wants Rocket Sanders. You know he wants Rocket Sanders. Oh yeah, he wants. He wants. But come on, man. Uh, they they don't. They they better not be planning for freaking Arkansas running back a year out. I would love to fit Charbonnet be a locked in first rounder. I think people would yeah. propel him even a little bit higher. And I can see him going over some of the wide receivers who it seems like every day that this process goes on, people hate the wide receiver class more and more. Um, yep. For 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 twenty twenty three, you see a lot of people yep. being down. On this wide receiver class. All right, Jay. Yeah. A.T. Perry, your boy, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, then we have Tajay Spears like to it. the Washington Commanders. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the AT Perry fit. I think yeah. having that outside threat for them would be good. I mean, that's where he's that's where he succeeded, right? They don't need anybody to come into the slot and work there. They have guys that do that. Having a guy who just plays exclusively outside would be good for Mahomes if he can succeed out there. I think it's a good fit. I like Tajay in Washington, but how does he fit in with Gibson still there and B Rob probably getting carries? Like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to outright win the job. They probably just this. split. It's not a doubt, in, not a doubt in my mind. There would be a clear difference between him getting the ball and Brian Robinson. I get, <laughs> I could, I could guarantee you from snap one, you'll just it, in the untrained eye can look at both of them taking outside zone, stretch zone play, yeah. and be like, oh shit, who's who's twenty two? Who's that guy? Like, yeah. I, I think it would be very, very obvious. But the problem is. B Rob is there, and Brian Robinson is the new. He's going nowhere. He is the new, just volume gobbler that gives you little yep. yards. I mean, but he can handle 20, 20 attempts, man. You can just turn around and give B Rob. And to B Rob's credit, man, the dude played after getting shot in the ass, man. Got shot in the ass in the knee and yep. was able to play in the NFL as a rookie. So um, hopefully we'll see a better version of him in 2023. But there'd be no doubt that Spears would look like the more explosive option immediately. But you know what? Uh, Gibson looked pretty explosive last year, too, and they still chose not to use him. So yeah, still didn't play. We'll, we'll see. Spears in the third, I think, would uh, be a nice spot. Got Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska, going to Cleveland to be a field stretcher for Deshaun Watson. And yep. you've got, it with the final pick in the in the third round, Devon A-Chain. And San Francisco does it again. They take another running back. Late day two, round three, to sit behind CMC. But we all know Elijah Mitchell will get hurt. Uh, Tyrion Davis yeah. price probably isn't any good. A-chain to San Francisco is what? Fine, I guess. Like, it's a great spot. But Christian McCaffrey is going to be the running back to own there. If Mitchell gets hurt, maybe he sees some work. He just feels like he's going to be a return guy, don't you think? I don't know, like, if I would even draft him in the second round because it's just... I mean, maybe you have to because it's San Francisco, but I just feel like you'd be overdrafted. But I mean, the thing is with now, Ray, is that we're so used to not having clarity at running back for San Francisco. Now it's there. Like we know it's Christian McCaffrey and we know it's probably Elijah Mitchell if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. So, I mean, at, at what point does he even see the field outside of returning and maybe the odd play here or there? I'm just not really sure how he fits. He's into not going to see. I don't think he'd see the field much at all outside of some yeah. specialty gadget type stuff but I, I think the fit is fine I think if if he could work out some I mean oh here's the thing Jay realistically it's Christian freaking McCaffrey is there so as long as yeah. CMC's on the field you're not you're not like he's it, never gonna play never no, like no, never and Elijah Mitchell's good enough that he shouldn't yeah, play over right. Mitchell you're right he's yeah. fighting so, for RB3 spot he's fighting for RB3 duties right he's fighting with TDP and Whoever and else, whoever is back else there Jordan still. Mason Jordan is still Mason, there, yeah. and all of those guys are much different than him, right? He yep. compares, and I'm using air quotes when I say that, more favorably to Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think he would. I don't think he'd be a threat to Mason because Mason's a big, big body. He's a pounder, yeah. right? Like that. That's not what A Chain's going to be able to do. So you're truly betting on a, a lot of things have to fall right for A Chain to actually be a viable week to week starter. The spot looks good. I think it might be a little bit of a, might be a little bit of a trap because you'll be like, oh, yeah. A chain and Frisco. But reality Damn. is, he's probably not. He's a, the last pick in the third round. So 
San Francisco probably like, fuck it, I'll just take him here and we'll see what, we'll see, you know? Yeah. All right, let's go round four, Jay, and kind of rapid fire through these. Oh, we, we're doing good on time. Uh, let's see some ones that we like. We've got Michael Wilson, uh, a fast riser out of uh, Stanford, has had a phenomenal yep. pre-draft process going to the Atlanta Falcons. Tank Dell, wide receiver from Houston to the New Orleans Saints. Zach Koontz, the dynamic Old Dominion tight end uh, to the Washington Commanders. Oh, boy. The Vikings, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR. Jay? Kellen Mond 2.0. Can you see it already? Do we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Zimmer's not there. I see him in practice every day. I know Zimmer's not there, but can't you just see Kevin O'Connell? Are we going to get a chance to see DTR this week? No. Why why not? I see him every day in practice. I see him practice practice every day. Uh, DTR. No, I like DTR, man. I've been a fan of DTR. He's from Vegas, so I got to rep the hometown, man. Uh, But Minnesota, we'll see, man. Fourth round DTR in Minnesota. I don't know. Uh, And Reed said it was his favorite team fit was DTR to the Vikings with Kirk being on an expiring contract. And again, but it's... It just feels like Kellamond all over again, but different regime, different coach. Maybe they can figure it out. I was surprised though. We haven't seen DTR in any mocks. So surprised to see him this high. He's well, over McKee, which is Jordan gave us a gift by giving us seven rounds. So he did. Uh, sure. now we've got uh, some fun here. The Chiefs take Roshan Johnson. Right after that, the Seahawks take Parker Washington. Right after that, the Ravens take Kenny McIntosh. And then after Terrell Smith goes, Kendra Miller goes to the Cleveland Browns. So Roshan to Kansas City, Parker Washington to Seattle, Kenny McIntosh to Baltimore, and Ken Dre Miller to Cleveland. Jay, what will the fantasy community do? Cody Carpentier's in the building. Cody oh boy. has been driving, driving the Roshan Johnson hype train. He goes to Kansas City. You get our guy, Kendra to Cleveland, Yep. What are we? How are we feeling about these spots for these running backs, man? I mean, Kendra would be fine. He'd have to work behind Nick Chubb, which kind of sucks. But I mean, he'd still be viable for fantasy if he did get an opportunity. And then you have Roshan. I mean, he would fly up boards. He'd probably be what a mid second at worst. At worst, because I mean, it's just this is the Kansas City bump. This is the world we live in, people. If a player goes to Kansas City, they're going up. Like it doesn't yep. matter where they've been or where they yep. were taken. He'll be he'll be probably a mid second. And I think the the better part, Ray, is that. There is actually a world where he could kind of fit into that Jarek McKinnon role. Like, their comps probably aren't okay. quite similar because McKinnon's okay. a little bit faster than he is. Okay. But I, you talk about pass pro, catching pass out of the backfield, limited touches. Okay. A guy who the coaching staff would probably love who can play on special teams, do all these different things, like very versatile. Uh-huh. Roshan would be great for Kansas City because he could fill a couple holes on a team that is desperate because they have I'm so bothered. many high-paid players, right? I'm I think Roshan would probably be the guy of all of them. Kenny in Baltimore, like... I guess because of Munkin, that's really the connection that maybe, but again, they don't, if Lamar's there, he doesn't throw to running back. So good luck seeing him do anything. And then you have Parker Washington to Seattle. I don't, I mean, I don't hate it. If Lockett leaves, maybe there's more opportunity for him, but uh, I'm a little bit more interested in uh, Jonathan Mingo down there, but we haven't got to him yet. What about Kendra in Cleveland? You just skipped over our boy Kendra, it's, man. It's he's behind Nick Chubb. So he's not going to get opportunity unless Nick gets hurt. And he, maybe he spells him a little bit, but even, I think it's Nick Chubb's backfield right now. Kendrick would yeah. probably work in a little bit, catch some passes, but it's he's probably, what, a late second, maybe? Because opportunity isn't quite there for him, and he's still a fourth-round pick, so it's it's tough. It's tough to figure out where I'd value him right now. But it probably, Kend- yeah, Kendra, Kendra's going to be the new Kareem Hunt for them. He'll be the Hunt role. Hopefully. Chubb's 27. Do you think they solid. would give him that much the goal line work? 
No, because no, that was the thing was no, that Hunt got a lot of no, goal line work, and that's where his value came no, from. No, no, he won't get he won't he won't take that away from Nick Chubb now. But uh, I do like Roshan to KC. I think you hit the nail on the head. You turn on the tape from Iowa State. If you, anybody wants to see a a clinic, a clinic on pass protection from the running back position, turn on Texas Iowa State twenty twenty two and Roshan Johnson put on a clinic. I think he'd be a welcome option to that Kansas City rushing attack. It'd be a two-handed yep. monster. Pacheco being the early down guy. Roshan working his way in at some point to be that third down pass catching option, pass protector for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I love Kendra to Cleveland. I think it's a smash fit. May have to wait a year, but I think it's a great spot yeah. for him. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys take tight end Brenton Strange. Uh, okay. I learned about him the other day. Didn't know much about him. He's athletic. He's from Penn State, so I'll take a shot. Uh, your boy, Jonathan Mingo, to the Buffalo Bills, Jay. Uh, Mingo is starting to get more and more and more and more hype and well, steam. I mean, um, I there say? you go. Yeah, your boy Mingo. You've been you've been all over him since the Senior Bowl. You loved him there, and you've continued to pump him up. So Mingo to Buffalo. Uh, they need they need pass catchers. So. You know, you add him to the mix of Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Khalil Shakir. Bye bye, Gabe Davis. Bye bye, Gabe Davis. Bye, Gabe we're Gabe putting Davis. a, we're, be, putting a uh, we're getting a real receiver in uh, Buffalo now, and Jonathan Mingo. But yeah, Ray, it's it's funny. But honestly, like no 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 uh, jokes aside, people tag me on Twitter about Jonathan Mingo posts every day, yeah. a- every day, multiple tweets a day. Jay Rich, look at this. This guy's got because again, he's a riser and he's big. He's athletic. He's faster than I expected. He can catch passes. He has great hands. He has got good footwork. Like. A lot of good things to like, and I'm curious to see how he slots in. But even in the fourth round, ahead of the next pick, Carolina Panthers, it's like Kayshawn Boutte, right? How would you feel about Boutte there? We have Downs going there. We have Stroud going there. But Thielen, DJ Shark, not a ton of competition in terms of the alpha being there. Is there any world where Kayshawn Boutte could be the alpha in Carolina after this season if you know this draft played out the way it did? I mean, I think that's that's a hell of, that's an incredible reach to go that far right now. Um, that's the people are going to ask. The, you, you know, it then would I would come. then then, then my nobody answer would there, be right? my answer would be like sure maybe, but that's not the realistic outcome that I'm hoping for. I just want yeah. to make the roster and be on the 53 and play. Um, I do you think, think it'd he be would a battle? Be, where do you think he would be drafted? Because I think the problem is I mean, look, we're that in round four, spot? man. Around four, Boutte. There's no guarantee. Would he go in the second round of rookie? I rounds? would not. I would not advise that. I no. wouldn't do it either. No, but I think people would. That's pick. the problem. Yeah, he's a third round rookie pick. I think it's okay, but um, New England gets a steal and Noah Sewell here at the back of the fourth. I like that for the Patriots. So let's go they down to the fifth round and just run through these really quickly. Xavier Hutchinson kicks it off to the Chicago Bears. Zach Evans to Denver. Jay, we got Zach Evans Love to it. Denver. Eric Gray to the New Orleans Saints. Tanner McKee to the Seattle Seahawks. Ronnie Bell to the Chargers. Uh, Chase Brown to the Giants. Uh, Cam Latu to the Texans. Dontavious Wicks, wide receiver out of Virginia to the Colts. Sean Tucker here in the fifth round to the Cincinnati Bengals. Israel Abanacanda, and we didn't have a chance to talk about Izzy Abanacanda, but at his pro day, five foot eleven, two hundred and seventeen pounds. Reports of a forty yard dash ranging from anywhere from four point two six to four point four one forty inch plus vertical jump. Izzy is a dude, love him. He was the first That's prospect, that, first prospect in the Destination Devi Discord community in which we did a film session on. Uh, he's going to be the youngest running back in the NFL the moment he's drafted. 
Uh, I love Izzy, and I like the fit to the Rams, man. I think that's a sneaky spot in the fifth round. You can grab. I, I'd be okay with pushing the trigger on Izzy at the back of the second. I'm. I'm okay. I want a piece of some Abana Candom, man. I want some him Izzy and Acres is a dynamic backfield. That would be a really good backfield, yes, even though I the team is going to be awful. Think it would be a good. The team is going to be awful. It's going to be awful. The Rams also get Jake Hayner just because they know that back issue is going to flare up for Matthew Stafford at some point because they must collapse for Caleb Williams. So you got to get that Jake Hayner to back up old Matthew Stafford. Payne Durham, the big tight end out of Purdue to the San Francisco 49ers. Trey Tucker to Tampa Bay. And that rounds out the fifth round, Jay. What do you think? And remember, Zach Evans to Denver. Jordan Reed said it's his favorite team fit in round five. Javonta Williams' knee injury still kind of messed yes. up. Uh, Zach Evans to Denver. What do you think? I really like it. I think he is a guy who could earn touches pretty early on early downs if Javonte is not available. Right, we know P Ryan's there. He may just assume third round, third uh, down duties. And if Evans was drafted, even though it's a fifth round pick, the problem is, is that where would he ultimately be drafted in rookie drafts? Maybe a little higher than I'd like, but I wouldn't mind taking a couple shots because, again, Ray, community loves this guy. And in some leagues where you know people love him, you're going to want to take a shot in a spot like this where he could earn opportunity early. And then you just trade him away. You trade him for a 24 first or a 24 second and you know some other stuff. I think there is a, a world where he could be viable for fantasy. And I think, you know, the same type of things of Eric Gray, right? You They take Eric Gray. Kamara suspended the first six games. Eric Gray could be we don't on the know field if earlier than we expect. Well, we don't he's, know. He's, we, he's, we expect him to be suspended. Right. It's kind of where I'm at with that, right? Uh, Chase Brown behind Saquon Barkley. Okay, that's fine. Do you feel any way about the receivers? I mean, I like Hutch on the Bears. There could be opportunity there. But again, Fifth like low volume. Man. Fifth yeah, round like receivers. we're not looking at receivers here, but Izzy yeah. is phenomenal. Him and yeah. Akers in the backfield, as bad as the as the rest of the team may be, that would be pretty damn good. And Akers was really good down the stretch. So if you had both those guys there, they could actually be pretty decent. Um, uh, Rico said, "Could Chase Brown be the next man up in New York in 24? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he's that type I doubt of back. It. I don't think he's that type it. of back. I don't think he's that maybe, type of back. but I doubt it." Um, all right, let's go to round six, Jay. Let's go to round six and just see what we have. Cardinals take Puka, Puka Naku. Puka Naku, I like Puka Naku. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers get Aiden O'Connell, quarterback out of Purdue. We got Davis Allen, the tight end out of Tennessee to Detroit. Matt Landers, the speedster out of Arkansas to the Patriots. What a Patriots pick in Matt Landers. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, at 185. What else do we have? Uh, Charlie, Charlie Jones, Jones, the, wide the next Cooper Cup. The next Cooper Cup, Wes Welker, um, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, yep. Who else do we have? What other receivers can we comp? Wes Charlie? Welker. Wes, I said Wes Welker. Danny okay. Amendola. Yep. There's no, there's not a common theme here with Charlie Jones and no. those receivers we comp them to. Um, but he doesn't go to New England. Uh, Charlie Jones goes to uh, the Rams. So Jaron Hall to the New England Patriots, disgusting. Jaden Hazelwood, <laughs> wide receiver out of Arkansas to Detroit. Tampa Bay gets Dwayne McBride, keeping the UAB home. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, forgot. Real gym rat. Oh, yes. That's right. There we go. Real, Real gym rat. Uh, Tampa, and I love me some Charlie Jones. I like him. Tampa Bay, Dwayne McBride, keeping the kid in, uh, well, that's not UAB. I was thinking UCF, UAB. That's We're not going to keep him in Florida. Alabama is not in Florida. I, I yeah. Last time I checked. But it's a good fit, though. I do like it. Him and Rashad White would be a good pairing, assuming yep. he gets those first and second round, first and second down duties. Jay, Deuce Vaughn to the Houston Texans. Mm. Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you, mean, does, it, does it get you going at all? No, not really? Not They're really. terrible. 
Dallas Cowboys take Clayton Toon, quarterback out of Houston. Rakeem Jarrett, okay. wide receiver out of Maryland to the Raiders. And Shaq Davis, South Carolina State, wide receiver to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jay, let's finish it up. Uh, the Chiefs take Will Mallory in the seventh. Somehow, Dynasty Gamers will find a way to put him in the third round of a rookie draft because Kansas City drafted oh, yeah. him. Mo Ibrahim to Philly. Chris Rodriguez, the running back out of Kentucky, to the Las Vegas Raiders. We also have Keaton Mitchell, a dynamic East Carolina running back, to Atlanta. Josh Wiley, a tight end from Cincinnati, to Jacksonville. The Saints take a national, two-time national champ, Stetson Bennett, here yep. in the seventh round. Green Bay gets Justin Shorter. Are there any names of players that we really like? Evan Hall uh, to Green Bay? Who's that? Evan Hall to Green Bay? Oh, where's that at? at I uh, missed 242. Evan Hall. Where's, where's Hall to Green Bay? Oh, right here. Yeah, I hadn't gotten down And to then Jalen Cropper? Jalen Cropper to, to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre Iasovis, wide receiver out of Princeton oh, to San Francisco. Um, Elijah Higgins. I kind of like this oh, one, Jay. I kind of like I know it's I know it's seventh round. I kind of like Elijah Higgins to San Francisco. He's probably going to be a tight end at the next level. I don't mind it. Green Bay gets Max Duggan, uh, C.J. Johnson, a once Debbie Darling. Almost Mr. Irrelevant falls to the Chicago Bears. And that wraps up uh, Jordan Reed's seven-round NFL mock. And much like we've continued to talk about on this show, Jay, you see a lot of running backs coming off the board round four through round seven. And I think we are going to see that here in a couple of weeks. If this were to shake out, it would just be doing these rookie mocks based on stuff like this, it really kind of let you know how rocky those picks are yeah. after like the mid third. It's just like, eesh, you know what I'm saying, man? But even uh, mid second, it's, it's tough to separate these guys. Cause there isn't enough factors, whether it's tape, whether it's draft capital, right. whether it's landing spot that really separates them. And so it makes it tough. And last year we saw this a lot as well, right? Choosing between Tyler Rougier, Zeus White, Damian Pierce, right? All these guys, Terry and Davis price who got the draft capital. I think that's what's more interesting. And then and the bigger theme that people need to understand as well, Ray, and we've talked about this a lot, is after round three, we're not really looking at the wide receivers. We may like them. We may talk about them a little bit, but it's really round one, round two, and maybe round three for a receiver. We saw like five receivers go in round three, and we di- didn't talk about them at all. Barely, right? Because they're just not going to be fantasy relevant. But these running backs, it'll be interesting to see how people value them because there was some good landing spots that were late. And it's just, where do we take those shots? Third round and beyond in rookie drafts, but where does the community bump the guys that we like versus the guys that we don't and kind of see how that shakes out overall? All right, Scott Connor said he wants to do a rookie mock based on this mock. So Wednesday, we were going to do a Superflex underdog mock on the uh, draft on the show. Scott says he wants to do a mock off of this, Jay. He wants to mock Scott's off just, of this. Scott's just giving me work. I'm going to have to figure out something for Scott this week. Scott, can you join? Can you do it, Scott? Oh, can you, can you Scott. Jump on? Yeah, since you, you want to do he, it. If, if he's going to make the change, he better come on the show. He better come if, on if the you're... show and do it. Uh, we'll let the people better. decide. Y'all want us to do an underdog super flex draft, or do you want to mock off of like this foundation, which I think these are the important act- Like Mocking on our own is cool to gather the information and get the ADP, right? It is. It, yep. It's a necessary process. But exercises like this where you take a foundation and say, Ray, it doesn't matter who you like, draft based off of what would actually happen. That's the shit yep. where fire gets on ass and then you got to make a decision. So I'm down mm-hmm. to mock off of this. Dude, we got to start putting this together like now. 
We gotta start yeah. putting it together now. I mean, seven rounds. Good lord. Um, yeah, right, we we'll could do this though for sure. People seem people seem to be excited for it, so we could definitely do that. Yeah, um, if Scott could join one. us, that would be great, since he's now forcing me to do more work. But I think, like you said, right. And the good thing is, is you can always look back to these as well, right? We can look back and say, oh yeah, remember when this guy went here and, yeah, and see how it was drafted, right? It's so it's not just. It doesn't have to be. Oh well, this is like this, and it's going to be completely different because there. For we don't know who's going to be the closest. And there may be some landing spots we like that we don't like, but we, again, it's, it's something you can do the week of the draft, go back and rewatch some of this stuff with the analysis to prepare yourself because there's going to be so much content and so much going on on that Monday morning after the draft. You may not be able to find all the info that you're looking for, or it may not even all be available from your favorite creators yet. Now we'll be there Monday morning for you, but it's just about, again, reaction, being prepared for these drafts because it's not going to go as we expect. It's just not. No, so the more no. prepared you are, the better you'll ultimately be when, you, when those rookie drafts ultimately come for us. Yeah, man, Scott's getting crucified, man. I said if he doesn't come on, <laughs> it's we've got to block him from the channel. We'll see if Scott can come on. Um, if Scott can't do it, we'll reach out to Carpentier. He's always in here. We'll try to find somebody yeah. so it's not just us. So it's not just us doing this. But we will mock based off of this mock. It's going down. There we go. Hell there yeah. We go. It's going down. It's going down. All right. Scott said, all right, let's go. We can go four rounds with this bad boy. There it is. Scott Beautiful. Connor. Uh, Dynasty Huge. and Chill, Destination Dynasty. Uh, Jay, what what is uh what do we have on tap for the people from Destination Debbie this week? So uh, actually, Scott just put out his pod this morning on running backs. He did a deep dive into running backs. There is also a data source that I haven't looked at too closely yet. I forget exactly what the title was, but it was about running backs and about running back value. I think he I think he talked about some value and some warp data as well. People are always asking about warp. Check out Scott's content. Join the Patreon. That's where you'll get all your warp info. But yes, Scott put out a great pod. I listened to it last night about running backs. So you definitely want to check that out. And then JB is dropping his pod tomorrow. Who's next? Which is going to be based on the prospects, the analytical side. So I'm very excited for that. I haven't put that one together yet, but that will be out tomorrow. Chasing Cody Wednesday, Gene and Ike Thursday, 4D Friday, and America's Game Saturday. Ray, loaded lineup. Loaded yeah, we got lineup. a lot of stuff coming. Destination Debbie draft stream. Just keep telling y'all because it's going to be lit. We're going to get it popping. It's going to be fun. It's going to be chill vibes. We're going to have good people, good conversation. So make sure your calendar is blocked off for that draft Thursday. Make sure you tap in with us. Jay, this was a good show. We will mock based yep. off of this mock on Wednesday. As always, we appreciate each and everybody tapping in. We got a couple of super chats we got to get to before we get out of here. My man David from across the pond hit us with one. The year is 2035. Super Bowl is played in Germany between the Raiders and the Cowboys. Who is Ray rooting for? Man. Jay, who am I rooting for? Raiders and the Cowboys. I think you rooting for Vegas. I, I would I would be a cop out. I'd be like, oh, it doesn't matter. My hometown <laughs> would win. My childhood. I, I I just go with both. Thank you, David. If the Thank Cowboys you. haven't won by twenty thirty five, I think you'd be just sick of them. You'd be like, oh, oh dude, my damn kid Cowboys. Be damn near in college, he'd be out of. He'd yeah. be getting ready to declare for major league MLB draft. I mean, come on, what am I doing here, man? If Hooker goes in the first forty picks, how high does he go in rookie drafts? I mean, we were asking this, David. I think top ten. Again, let that but landing spot matters here. Like the Detroit landing spot matters, right? That's that landing spot definitely matters. But I think you know you could definitely make the case for top twelve. Shout out to Joe. She was posting a bunch of uh, a bunch of visit shit in the chat during the show of all the teams that had top thirty visits, and I just know that yeah. Dallas that is an important thing. Like if Dallas is bringing somebody in for a top thirty visit, 
they're probably going to draft somebody off of that. So hold on, is Carpentier trying to get on too? Are we going to have a, a four? Oh damn! Four rounds going to be Cody. Are you down? Can we get a four way? Can we get a four way oh. on Wednesday? I just want to get real freaky. Go four ways on four Wednesday, way Wednesdays man. with I you, like it. with Scott, with Cody. Let's do it, baby. Appreciate y'all tapping into the show. Make sure you're locked in on Wednesday. We will be mocking off of this mock. Go be great. Jay, we got to go do the Dynasty Trade Show right yes, now. Sir. See what foolishness has hit the Discord. Join the community. Join the squad. Have a great week. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. We out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now, I'm about to let y'all into my home right now so you can see my setup in my media room. You are watching this on my brand new Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800 projector. Epson came into your boy's crib and hooked me up with this brand new projector in 120 inch silver flex screen free of charge. And I'm telling you right now, this has completely changed the way that I watch movies, that I watch sports, that I game. If you want a setup like this that takes up absolutely no space at all, there's a link in the description below. Click that or visit epson.com forward slash wake up to completely change the way that you watch sports. Go big, go epic, go Epson, baby. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's all gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Peace.